This podcast is produced and managed by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab, Australia's independent video and podcast company. We do the podcasting hard bits so you don't have to. We make podcasts easy. Book a call at www.kangaroofern.com. A Kangaroo Fern production. Coming up next on that podcast exchange. You know, engagement is for us. We we want engagement so that we can say that we've got engagement, so that we can prove to people that we've got an audience. And so engagement is very much for us. You know, it's not for the listener. Measure everything and market more would be what I'd put on there, and I'd put it in big letters. <laughs> That's a good question. You're listening to that podcast exchange. Podcast exchange. The show that will provide you valuable information and advice from world-class podcast experts to teach you the best practices to be successful in podcasting. The show for early-stage podcasters and service providers to give them the latest trends, news, and new opportunities in the podcast industry. Now, on to the show with your host, Miko Santos, the founder of Kanga Roofer Media Lab. Hello, pod friends. We are privileged to talk to Captivate.fm founder Mark Askett, the British guy. He will tell us about the latest features of Captivate.fm and teach us what is the proper way of podcast engagement and how the listener can share your episode. Anyway, this podcast also sponsored by Sendcaster. Sendcaster is an all-in-one podcast production software that gives you studio quality, audio, and video without needing all the technical know-how. It records each guest locally, then upload the crystal clear audio and video right into the software so you have a quality raw materials to work with. This is what I'm doing right now when I'm interviewing remote guests. So it's very good. And for our listener, if you want to get the Sendcaster professional account, they give us 30% off. Just get the promo code dot podcast exchange. Please do support the company that support us. Check them out at kangaroofirm.com slash advertiser. All right, let's dive in with Captivate.fm founder Mark Askett on today's episode. Hello, Mark. How are you today? I'm good. Thanks, Mika. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. Thank you so much for your time. So first thing I'm going to ask you, of course, is how did you start as that British podcast guy? So you can see if you're watching the video version, you can see all the geek stuff behind me. So I've got a lot of DC Comics stuff back there and a bit of Star Wars stuff and some other stuff. And that's what really got me into it. I was running a digital agency. I was running a design and, and technical build agency for a long, long time and, you know, doing well with it. We had a, a good client base and did well with it. And I sort of got into reading a lot more DC stuff and a lot more comic stuff. And what happened was I started like blogging about it. I started wanting, I wanted like an outlet for my own creativity. So we created this blog about DC comic. And then when we sort of did that blog, a friend of mine said we should start podcasting. So we did back in, I don't know, 2012, 2013. And then when, when I, I'm pretty, I go sort of all in on things. So I got into servicing podcast people, you know, with a, a website platform called Podcast Websites. And the reason I got that moniker, that, um, that British podcast guy moniker was because I was like back in 2014, 2015, like I was out at conferences. I was at like the earliest podcast movements. I was speaking there. 
you know, the first PodFest, uh, loads of these conferences that no one else was going to from the UK because no one in the UK knew about podcasting in its current guise. So I just, you know, people would, frankly, they'd forget my name and, you know, I'd forget theirs because there's a lot of people. And uh, they'd say, which one's Mark? And it's, oh, it's that British podcast guy, you know. So that's how I got the name and then it stuck. And obviously now everyone's into podcasting. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful to have gotten early with that, you know. That's an amazing story, Mark. So the first question I have is, I'm very intrigued on your episode on podcast accelerators. This is how to get more listener engagement. I think this is one of the issue of the early stage podcaster or independent podcaster. They don't know how to get more listener engagement. Can you elaborate that to us? How to get more listener engagement? Yeah, I mean, it's such a broad question. I mean, that's I did a 35-minute episode on it the other day, so we probably can't do every element of it. But, you know, I think that the thing to understand is that it's, you know, engagement is for us. We we want engagement so that we can say that we've got engagement, so that we can prove to people that we've got an audience. And so engagement is very much for us. You know, it's not for the listener. So what tends to happen is that, you know, we try and spread ourselves a little bit too thin. We'll, you know, we say we want engagement in every, every place possible. You know, we want engagement on Twitter and Instagram and wherever else. And, and so we try and do too much. We take too much on and we'll sort of take that engagement anywhere, which is probably not the best thing to do because engagement is all about interaction. It's a two-way street, you know. So if we're trying to ask for engagement everywhere, we we're probably going to let people down because we can't live up to our side of the bargain. So I always talk about like very consciously designing things for your podcast. So designing engagement, like what does engagement look like to you? How do you design that? How do you make sure that what you're doing actually benefits the listener? You know, for me, that's just about, you know, giving them one place to interact. Like mine is Twitter. That's why it says at Mr. Asquith there, because that's the only place I really want to hear from people. I don't want to hear from people everywhere. Don't want to hear from you on Instagram. Don't want to hear from you on Facebook. Like I'm sort of not interested because I would rather give you a place where you can genuinely interact with me and that we can have a two-way conversation and build the engagement that way than just being, you know, just telling people to just engage everywhere. So that that's the main crux of it, Miko, is that we've got to realize that engagement, we, we ask for engagement for us. It's not for the listener when it should be for the listener. And if we want it to be for the listener, then we have to be in a place where we can interact back and we can't be everywhere. So we have to tell people to go to one place to do it and really teach them what that engagement means. You know, what does it mean to engage with my podcast and with me? So that I think it's important to do that. Not enough people think about it like that. So that's that's the basis of, of how I approach it. You're using Twitter as part of your engagement and The next question I have is, why Twitter? Is there any other social media platform for our podcaster that can be used to do the engagement? Well, I think it's you can use anything, but you've got to, you've got to persist. You've got to take your time. You've got to make sure that you understand how it fits into your day-to-day. You know, everything, everything works if you put the time into it, but you've got to design it. You've got to put the time into it. Because if you don't, then nothing will work. You know, you end up in a position where nothing really is going to work because you've not really given it the time to work, you know? So I think it is very important to understand what you're trying to achieve with something. And, and you know, if, if you decide to use LinkedIn, then you've got to be hyper-present on LinkedIn. You know, you can't just be everywhere. You've got to be mega-present on LinkedIn or Instagram or whatever. So they all work. It's just about deciding where you can put your time. 
because I don't think you can be everywhere these days. I think there's too many places. I think you've got to dedicate some time to one thing, you know? That's great. So since, say, for example, you already have listener, you have a listener engagement, okay, because of you doing your some social media platform promotion, how do I get, say, my listener share my podcast? Well, again, that's, I mean, that's such a broad question. And I don't think you can necessarily find one specific way of doing it. You know, that it's a full range of requirements for that one. The first technical requirement is you've got to make it easy so that they know what to share. You know, what are they sharing? Are they sharing the episode? Are they sharing your single promotional link that Captivate provides? What are they sharing? And it doesn't matter what they're sharing. Just give people a way to share it. You know, just tell them, share the audiogram that I've posted or share from Apple Podcasts or Good Pods or Spotify. Or, it doesn't matter. You've just got to design again and tell people what to do. But then the biggest problem that people have is that you've got to create something that people want to share. Like too many people just create just not very good content. You know, frankly, they'll create quick fire content because they think podcasting is quote unquote easy. And it won't be good content. You know, it just won't be good content. It'll just be average content that people want to put out because it's easy to put average content out, you know, but people don't share average. People only share the things that really move them or that really affect them, you know, so that's what you've got to do. You've got to focus on, can I create content that is actually going to affect people? And if so, that's perfect. I'll do that. You know, I, I will share that content that's affected me and given me an emotional reaction to something, you know? So that's the big thing. You've got to design your content to be really good content. And that sort of ties into this engagement thing in that if you, like if you're trying to be everywhere with your podcast, you spend too much time trying to manage all the different platforms and you spend less time on building quality content. So it, it becomes this kind of circular problem. So yeah, the way to get people to share it is make content that people want to share. Big, affecting content, you know, the, the, the content that will affect people's lives you know, and, and, and give them something that's useful and that is interesting to them or that makes them laugh or cry or, you know, that they want to tell people about. And then technically, you've just got to tell them how to share it. You know, you tell them on your podcast, right, go and share this link, you know. So that that's the important piece of this. I think that's what you've got to really focus on. So you're saying you have to have a good quality content. So doing that, do we really need to, before plan the content, do you really need to have niche down your your audience or you know you should know your customer avatar yeah i think you know the, the 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 more specific your content is the better it will do i think always niching your content down is is always useful having a hyper focused set of people is much better than just targeting broad content the avatar is a funny one because the, there is never one avatar that fits anything. You know, we, we run Captivate and, and, and there's never one avatar. There's always five or 10, you know, because you can, not everyone is the same. It's great to start with one avatar and this ideal listener approach, but I think you have to be more mindful about the specialism that you're talking about, the real deep specifics of what do I do? What do I talk about? What is my very specific specialism? And if you can nail that down, you'll target the different types of people that will listen to your podcast. You know, you, you might be targeting a, you might have like, I've got a Star Wars podcast, right? I love Star Wars. So I might have a Star Wars podcast that delivers the news. It rounds up all the Star Wars news for the week. And don't, don't have one avatar, but the, the, the avatar might be a middle-aged guy who's busy with his family, but still loves Star Wars, but can't keep up to date with it. So 
he listens to it. Or it might be a, a, a millennial or a Gen Z who loves Star Wars but likes to listen to stuff while they're gaming, and that's how they get the news. Or it might be, you know, a busy accountant in his early 60s who was like 20 when uh, the original trilogy came out, and he's actually doing this while he's running, and it's it's not because he's short on time. It's because that lets him focus on something. And they're all financially different. They're all life stage different. They, You know, if you think about how you build an avatar, they've all got different circumstances. But the niche is people who want Star Wars news on their terms. I'm a fan of the avatar concept, but I think it's overdone. And I think it's, it's an oversimplified version of actually how to base your marketing. So instead, focus on a niche but write up what the niche is, you know, how, what do I deliver for people? You know, so that, I think that is more important than a quality avatar. I mean, don't get me wrong. You should do probably a base avatar for yourself so that you understand what's going on, but I don't think it's really going to super help. You know, I, I don't know anyone that that's really deeply helped. All right. So great insight for that one. So what is your thoughts on using the podcast to build your own audience? I think if, if, you know, we all want to build an audience if we've got a podcast. And even if we say we don't, like we're just starting a podcast because we enjoy doing it. By the time we've figured out that we're good at podcasting or we enjoy podcasting, we then switch to wanting to build a bigger audience. So it's sort of like, you know, even if you don't want to build an audience now because you're just doing it for fun, you will in the future. So, I, yeah, there's, I mean, that's what the point of this is, is, is to build an audience. You know, whether you build an audience to monetize it, whether you build an audience for some other reason, it sort of doesn't matter. You know, you you always inevitably get to the point where you want to build an audience. So, yeah, I think it's obviously it's the perfect medium for building something. However, it's a very long term medium. It's something that will take time. It's something that you will need to spend a lot of time nurturing and focusing on and being consistent with. But, yeah, of course, you know, that's what we ultimately all want to do. And podcasting is a great tool to do that to build your own audience. So yeah, no question there at all. It's a great medium for doing that. And it just requires focus and consistency, just like anything, you know, if you're building a YouTube channel, the goal is to build an audience there. So yeah, it's, it's important to focus on that. I think, yeah, we all want an audience and that's why we do this. And building the audience, do you, do you have any specific advice to them? Say you want to build a community within your podcast. What should I do? Do I, create a Facebook group? Do I create a Discord just to interact with them? Is there any set of right or wrong doing that? Well, the only right or wrong is, you know, the only thing that you can do right is go where the audience are. So this is probably where your avatar or your range of avatars comes into play a little bit more. Because if you've got, if you've got a range of people that just aren't tech savvy, then they aren't going to be interested in building a Discord channel with, you know, they're not, they're just simply not going to be bothered about that. If you've got a really tech-savvy audience, they might want to speak on Signal or something like that, or Telegram, or they want to, you know, they're not going to want to move into a Facebook group because they're just they're not hanging around there. But if you've got like average Star Wars fans, like we talked about a second ago, that are sort of some of them are tech-savvy, some of them aren't. You know, that's not really the defining factor of the audience. Then a Facebook group is probably the best place to go because it, you know they already exist in that place. So you've always you can't say one thing is right or wrong. You can't say like Discord is right, the ultimate podcasting thing or Good Pods or or Slack or Facebook. You can't, you just simply can't do that. It's much more about how you really 
understand your audience. You've got to go where they are. So ask them, you know, get them. We talked about engagement and interaction. You know, ask them where would they want the community to be built to be built? You know, what do they use? And let them tell you, you know, because they will, they'll tell you. So the only right or wrong in that circumstance is, is the only thing you can do wrong is to assume that you have the answer to what is the best community platform. When actually it doesn't matter what you want. If your audience don't want to use Discord, it doesn't matter what you do. They will not use Discord. So just be mindful of that. You know, a lot of people get that wrong because they say, well, I can put my audience where I want. It's my show, blah, blah, blah. And it just, it, that simply does not work. So ask them where they want the community to be built. I think that's vital. So that's why you need to do some like question within your website or or podcast, what platform they want to do the interaction. Yeah, you just ask them and you just tell, you know, I would say, for example, I'd say, look, you know, tweet me. Let me know what platform at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. What Tell me what platform do you want your community to be built on? And people would, you know, people get back to you. So, yeah, it, it's important to be clear on what you're trying to achieve with that and then ask people, you know, the outcome is not to have a Discord community. The outcome is to have an active community wherever it is, you know, so pick your battles and ask people. Great for that. So you said about the monetization. I think this is one of the most common question to especially the independent podcaster what is your best advice for podcast monetization again that's really really broad i, I think it's you've got to have an audience first you know you've got to have some people listening you don't need a big audience but you've got to have some people listening you can monetize 50 downloads an episode but you've got to have a consistent 50 downloads per episode you can't you know you have to understand what you're doing with monetization. You can't just jump straight into it. A lot of people sort of listen to these gurus online that tell you, you know, monetize your audience straight away. And you can't do it. You know, you got, you got to have a consistent set of people that will get in touch with you, that will interact with you, that, that will engage with you, or that will do all sorts of other things with you. And then only then can you actually start to monetize it. So I think that's the first thing to figure out is that you aren't just going to be able to monetize straight away. What you've got to do is build that audience up and then figure out whether they're are they willing to interact with you and engage with you? Because if they are, then you can do something. You know, then you can do something and you can start to monetize. But, you know, we're focused on Captivate. I think you've got to, you know, with Captivate, our goal is to give diversity in monetization. How can we diversify your monetization options for you? The last thing that you want to do is to just have one type of monetization. You know, you want four or five. You need listener support. You need donations. You need... Mm. Patreon style membership, you need maybe private feed membership, you need sponsors, you need selling your own products and merchandise. So you have to do all of this stuff and you've got to do it all in one place. You know, you've got to do it all in one place. And so that you can run, if you're going to monetize your podcast, then it needs to be run like a product, you know, which it is. So you, you've got to understand that you've got to have an audience, not a big one, but just a, a genuine one. And then you have to have something that, that you can sell. And then you've got to diversify the range of things that you sell. So we're saying we just go back to niche first. Hmm. And then when you build your audience, then build your product. Okay. So you're saying that if you're doing a podcast, treat it as a business as well. Do you agree with that? If you expect it to perform like a business, then you've got to treat it like a business. That's, that's content that I put out a lot is if you expect something to perform like a business, then you've got to treat it like one. You know, your podcast isn't going to generate piles of revenue if you don't treat it like something that needs work. You know, it's like anything. You can't go to the gym and make progress 
unless you put the time in. You can't get better at guitar unless you practice. It's the same with your podcast. You can't expect it to perform like a business if you aren't treating it like a business. So I think that is a really important distinction to make. You know, it'd be really clear that if you expect performance from your podcast, then you better treat it like something that you can measure, you know, that you can truly say, I've put the time into this. Here's why it's performing. So yeah, you've got to, you've got to be really clear on that. You know, it not, nothing will perform if you don't put the time into making it perform, if that makes any sense. All right. Yeah, I agree with that one. So one of the community is asking me to you is that it's still all right in 2022 to get an email list? Yeah, email is still the best performing medium. Without any shadow of a doubt across all marketing, emails converts better than anything. Always inevitable. You know, this is, I come from the, the world of marketing. I come from the world of podcasting, and I, but I also build software as a service. Email marketing is the best performing tool without a shadow. So yeah, of course. Yeah. And I use, I use a couple of tools for that. I use Aweber, which I recommend for more in-depth content and more automation and so on and so forth. But for very simple email list growth and powerful content, you know, I use this for my own podcast and it's because I use Twitter. I use GetReview. So getreview.co, which is integrated to my Twitter profile. So if you go to Twitter there and then go to my profile, you'll see there's a button that says start reading. You press that button and you'll get my newsletter. You'll get my email content that obviously, Miko, you receive that email. And it's really good content. You know, it's really in-depth, high-quality content. So, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. It, it works so well. It really does. Yeah, so I totally agree with that for you. So the next question I have is that we're still on growth and monetization as well. How do you use your guests to market your, your podcast? Because most default podcasting platform is interview. So how do you use your guests to market your own podcast and eventually grow? Yeah, it depends what you want to do with your guests. You know, why do you have a guest show anyway? You know, it's a guest show is usually for two or three different reasons. Number one reason one is usually because it's easier because you can prep a few questions and, you know, and, and the guest sort of does the talk. The bad thing with that is that doesn't position you as the expert. It positions the guest as the expert. So that's a problem with guests. The second reason that people generally do guest stuff is like sorry, to build their network. Like when I first started my podcast, I didn't have any, you know, this was 10 years ago, maybe I didn't have any, any range to my network. I had a great network offline, but I didn't have a range of networks online. Now, now I know everyone, you know, I, I know pretty much everyone in like the online entrepreneur space. I've spoken at events with them. I've become friends with them. I've done work with them. And that's because through the podcast, initially through building my network through the podcast. So that's the second thing that people tend to do a podcast for with guests. So how do you use guests to grow? Well, the first myth in my view today in 2022 is that they will share that with their audience. They're not going to do that. You will not. If you could have Arnold Schwarzenegger on your podcast and you will not generate more listens unless you already have an audience. So if Joe Rogan has Elon Musk or Arnold Schwarzenegger, he will get more listens because he, he's already got a platform that can be easily amplified. We don't. So that's the first myth, is that big guests won't increase your downloads. They will not. They'll be great for network, but they won't increase your downloads. So how do you get them to share it so that at least you might get a bit of a halo effect? Well, you've got to do the things that no one else is doing. You've got to talk about the things with them that no one else has talked about with them. You've got to go deep into the things that they want to talk about, but that no one else has asked them. You've got to surprise them with content. You've got to surprise them, you know, take them to places that they've never been. 
have conversations that they've never had, get them to share things that they've never shared. And then they'll want to tell their audience about this new thing that they've never spoken about before. And that, in my view, is the only way to relate. It doesn't matter whether you create assets, videos, pull quotes, images, doesn't matter what you create. In my view, they will not share it in any meaningful way unless you take them to a place that's different. That is the only way to do it. In my view, in 2022, that's the only way. All right. Yeah, that's a great insight. So another question, this is from a podcast producer. And her question is, what is unique with Captivate.fm compared to other hosting? And how the podcast producer, like us, leverage the power of Captivate? Oh, there's so much about about Captivate that's unique. You know, the first thing is that we we don't want to work with every podcaster. We don't have a free plan. We're not giving out Amazon vouchers. We don't have a two-week free trial. We don't have a one-month free trial. We don't give the rest of the month free. Don't do any of that stuff. It's a seven-day free trial. And the reason for that is that we only want to work with serious, growth-focused podcasters. We genuinely do not want to work with someone that is not willing to put time in to grow their podcast. That's the first thing. That is our niche. That is it. You know, that is our focus. What we do to help with that is that, I mean, we do so much. Like I've built multiple businesses over the years. You know, we've got a lot of track record in knowing how to grow things. So we teach a lot of that. We've got our growth labs, which is our fully included academy. It's built directly into Captivate, which is all free. We do our growth masterminds every single month. But in particular, the technical feature set, because we only want to work with serious growth focused podcasters. Also, we focus on a toolkit that is really specific that no one else does. There is no other host that does the stuff that Captivate does to help you. For example, we've got a free guest booking and interview management platform that you just use. We've got fully granular team access. We've got performance comparison reports. We've got host multiple podcasts. We've got a single promo link where you can just say, go to one link, markasquith.com slash listen. Captivate measures the traffic. It measures the click-throughs to the different directories. We've got our one-click attribution links where instead of using pretty links or bit.ly, you can create your own attribution links in the back end of Captivate, which we measure. We link to your dynamic content. We will give you performance statistics on. We give you so much more. The show notes builder, automatic show notes builder. Insert short codes for your guest, for your attribution links, for your copyright, for everything. And Captivate builds your show notes for you automatically. It does You don't have to do anything. So we do so much for the serious podcaster. There's loads. There is there is so much that no one else does. Like, you know, everyone else is focused on simple stuff. We don't. We focus on useful stuff. You know, our dynamic content engine, you can paint over adverts that you've previously baked in and replace them with dynamic content. Whatever dynamic content you put into your audio using our, our dynamic ad insertion tool, we will create show notes for that based on what you put in there. Like, it's there is no other platform that does what Captivate does. No other platform on the planet. Someone described it last week as the most complete toolkit for the serious podcaster, which I think is 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 perfect. It is so specific to the seriously growth-focused podcaster. That's great. So we have a, a question from Kai, Mark. It say here, how just do you think the podcasting will be in the next two to three years? So I think it will, I mean, it's a funny, it's a funny question because I think there'll be the industry side of it and then like the independent side of it. So there's, you know, that we get seen a boom in like acquisitions of like Shag Maradonoid or Joe Rogan and Harry and Meghan's podcast being acquired by all these different big platforms. We've seen Amazon acquire Wondery. 
So I think podcasting as a media, I, I see podcasting, the big media platform continuing to evolve, but I actually see the acquisitions dropping off a little bit in terms of the talent acquisition. And I see the middle, you know, the sort of the creators that are almost big podcasters being nurtured. So, you know, instead of a, 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 an 11 million download show per month being bought, I see the 2 million download per month shows being bought and then nurtured into 11 million download shows. So I see that happening. I think we're going to see more tech acquisitions. I think a couple more hosts will be bought out. I think some hosts like Transistor will be bought. I think someone will buy Buzzsprout. I think that will happen. I also think that the independent creators like us on the smaller end, the creators doing hobby shows, it will become more difficult to grow our podcast, but I think it will become easier to leverage the audience that we've got. So I think we'll have more diversity monetization options. I think we will have more power within our niche. I think we'll be able to do more with our smaller audiences. And I think we'll naturally find ourselves doing different things to the big podcasts. I, I think that the tactics that we use will start to just move away from what the bigger podcast uses. They get more budget as we get more willingness to be a little bit more guerrilla with our marketing. I think that's what we'll start to see. So I, I don't think it's as easy as it was five years ago. You know, but five years ago, people would ask me for predictions in the podcasting space. And it was easier because everyone was just on the same playing field. Now, everything's different. You know, there aren't just one type of podcaster anymore. There are different types. So I think that answer's different depending on where you are in the industry. So connection with that question, Mark, what is your thought about some of the podcasting platform is starting doing subscription and also they're trying to do a video podcast as well? I think video. I don't think video podcasts will work personally. I think YouTube just does that very, very well. I, I don't see why anyone would want to look at video in Spotify. It's not what it's good at, and I, I think it's a. I don't think it's a mistake, but I, I think it'll be quietly retired. I think subscriptions are great. I think the more diversity that people can have in monetization, I think is great. I'd, I'd see no issue with that. I was a little not against it, but I was frustrated with Apple with how they implemented it from a creator perspective. But I spoke to Aaron Mankey from Law, who who helped me see some different perspectives on that one that I'd never thought about, which was useful. And I, I do think diversity, you know, if you can have diversity monetization, that's great. And for me, subscriptions are just one way of doing that. So I'm, I don't mind that whatsoever. I think it's a good idea. Thank you for that. So we have another question again. Mark says, for small-time podcaster like me, what advice could you give us so we can maximize everything in podcasting industry? I think that the question's so broad, but I think you've got to pick your tools, you know, like Captivate has got so many tools that you're probably not using. You know, spend time. That's the only thing I can say is dedicate time once a month, spend an hour figuring out a new tool and how you can integrate it. Or if, if you can integrate it into your workflow, like Captivate Show Notes Builder that we're launching probably next week now is I, I will instantly use it. So it's a no-brainer. Some of the other tools that we're creating, I will instantly use them. It's an absolute no-brainer. So spend an hour per month working on a new tool and then decide, do I integrate this into my workflow? I do or do I not? You know, that's the only way you can do it. And then in terms of keeping up with things like subscribe to newsletters, like get on, you know, go to the Twitter profile at Mr. Asquith and just press start reading, get on my newsletter, get on pod news's newsletter, get on, you know, all those newsletters that other people read, get on them inside podcasting, get on maybe not hot pod because it's a bit more industry, but like pod news. And like I said, mine on Twitter, just get around the industry, you know? So still try to read, research what's the trending in podcasting. 
what is your say about repurposing your podcast to to YouTube? It's all right. I mean, it's a funny it's a funny answer this. You won't build a YouTube audience by repurposing your podcast over there. You simply won't because you can't spend the time building a, a YouTube channel while you're building a podcast unless you've got resources. Look at Joe Rogan. He had resources. Look at like Jordan Harbinger, multi-camera setup. You know, it's properly produced. We can't do that as smaller indies. So it, it's not going to grow your YouTube channel. And YouTube's algorithms don't like podcasts. You know, they're announcing something in podcasting for that very reason. However, it's better in my view to probably put something there just to mop up the few people that will listen. So it's sort of better to be there, but don't expect it to perform for you, I think is probably the general rule right now for me. Might be totally wrong, might be different for you, but that's what I've seen. That's been my experience. Better to be there than not, but I don't think it's going to give you any growth. Thank you for that. Because I think some other podcasts are saying because YouTube is the second largest search engine. So that's why they try to put some video podcasts on the YouTube. Yeah, no, I, I, I do get that. Yeah, I mean, that's great. You know, but that's all it's been true for about 20 years. You know what I mean? But no one's searching for you, though, are they? You know, no one's searching for me because, like, we aren't producing content that YouTube's algorithms want to surface. So unless it's a hyper-specific niche long-tail question, you won't get surfaced. The people that do YouTube videos on that content will get surfaced because the attention spans are different on YouTube. You know, that's why jump cuts exist and why backgrounds exist. And it's different for YouTube. So unless YouTube does something different to set, which I'm sure they will, where you can, I bet they'll do subscriptions to podcasts very shortly. That's different. All right. Because people do listen on their desktop behind the scenes. You know, they'll have another tab streaming YouTube. So I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying just understand where it fits. You know, understand where it fits, which is just right now another content outlet. It's not the be all and end all for sure. All right. So that's a insightful conversation. So you can do a YouTube, but you have to do a strategy if you're using a YouTube as part of your podcast. So next question I have, how important is marketing strategy in your podcast as a small independent podcaster? Yeah, you've got to have a plan as to where you're going. You know, what, where do I want to go and why do I want to go there? That's what a marketing strategy is, along with a certain set of parameters and rough directions on how to get there. The tactics, you know, you'll try. It's almost like driving somewhere. You sort of know where you are. You know where you need to be. But there are different roads that you can take to get there, different paths. You know, so a strategy sets out where you want to be and the broad scope of potentially what you'll do to get there. It doesn't give you the specifics. You know, you work that out on an implementation plan. So everyone needs one. No one has a podcast marketing strategy. And I think it's vital that you do. You know, I think it's very, very important that you do because otherwise, how can you decide if you're doing well if you don't know what doing well looks like? That's, I suppose, what I'm trying to get at with this one. You have to have a destination in mind and something that you can measure against. Do I want to grow, you know, 50 listeners a day or 20 listeners a day or 10 listeners a day, boom, 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 boom. You know, it, it, you have to have something. And the strategy is all about defining, we want to go after this type of person with this type of messaging, with this type of content to do this particular thing. And that is, you know, it's vital. Everyone should have it, but it's difficult to put together. You know, it's got to be highly considered, you know? So you're saying you need to plan everything so that it will be successful. Yeah, you've got to, you can't not have a plan. You know, you'll only go, you'll only go so, so far without having a plan. You know, that's it. You'll, you will only go so far without having a plan. Um, 
And that might be far enough and that's all right. But without a plan, you're not going to get further. That's just, it's, it's the same with business. You know, you can launch a business, get a bit of early traction, but you won't grow unless you've got a plan. Great. So in relation with the grow, podcasting sponsorship, why niche is matter to get a podcast sponsorship? So I think the niche, the, the niche is so important for sponsorship because sponsors want to know what they're getting. There's no point targeting like everyone with what you're trying to achieve. That's why Captivate, you know, we, we never make this distinction between new or veteran or new or existing podcaster. We can help with both, but it doesn't matter to us if you're new or not. You know, we'll help you. It's easy anyway. We'll help you regardless. But our goal is that if you, if you self-define or self-identify as a serious podcaster that is willing to put the time in and willing to put the focus in to grow – then Captivate is the place for you. And sponsors that, you know, we work with partners like Aweber and, and a few others because they want those types of people as well. They don't want every type of user. They just want the people that are serious about growth to use their platform. So it becomes easier to look at like where partnerships can occur and where, you know, the sponsor knows that the messaging will be on par. You know, there'll be parity between what you say and what we say. And that's important for a sponsor because brand safety is vital. You know, can I be sure that if I sponsor your podcast, Miko, that Captivate's brand will be in good hands? Well, if we share a common niche, then you'd think it would be a good start, you know? So that's why it's vital. That's why it's important. Plus, there are a niche audience is, is easier to warm up because they're already ready, you know? Thank you for that. So last question for me before we wrap up, Mark, is if you have a billboard to write one short piece of advice to all our listeners and who is watching right now, what would you say to them? Measure everything and market more would be what I'd put on there and I'd put it in big letters. <laughs> That's a good question. Thank you so much for that. So how can our listener and audience can connect with you if they want to have a chat with you, ask about Captivate and what's going to be happening in 2022 in Captivate.fm? Well, yeah, thank you so much, Miko. You're a great host, by the way. I love, I love the way you do things. So thank you for having me, dude. But yeah, the, uh, the easiest way is just there, at Mr. Asquith on Twitter. Just hit me up. Just get me over there. Honestly, it's the only place that I really deeply interact with people. So please just, just let me know what I can do. I'm, I'm always around to help. And just jump on the Podcast Accelerator list there as well. You'll get all my content. There'll be a new deep dive piece of podcast marketing content going out on Monday. So yeah, right there. All right. Thank you so much. So thank you so much for your time, Mark. So if you have any other questions, just hit Mark on Twitter and you can get a message back because it's, that's what happened to me. I've been honored that you're in the show, that podcast has changed, and thank you so much. No, thank you, Miko, and thank you to Kai and to everyone else that's been asking great questions. I appreciate it. Thank you, and see you in two weeks' time. Bye. Hello, Humanista. Thank you again for spending your valuable time with me today. I truly respect your time. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe so you'll be notified when a new episode is posted in the Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or via RSS. If you think others could benefit from listening, please share it on your socials. And if you're a new listener, then thank you so much for checking out the show. And don't forget you can find all resources, links at the show note down below. Since you're listening to this, I can tell you that you are truly are 
dedicated to making a podcast that is a game changer for you, your listener, and scales your influence and message to the masses. For that, I want to give you the Art of Podcasting course for free. To get that course, go to kangaroofirm.com slash free course. Again, that is kangaroofirm.com slash free course. If you like to support the podcast, head over to our Patreon page and the link will be on our show notes. By the way, if you're looking to start your own podcast, our friend from Kangaroo Firm Media Lab can help you achieve that. Check their website at kangaroofirm.com. Again, thank you for listening. This is Miko Santos. See you in two weeks' time. Check out this trailer for the upcoming episode. A Kangaroo Fern production. Coming up next on that podcast is change. Like entrepreneurs, like most of us who are doing podcasts and all the entrepreneurs out there, we always say yes and then figure it out later, right? So that's what I did. And I ended up basically taking my knowledge that I'd had over the years of how to do content marketing and marketing strategy. And I just applied it to the podcast and we use those strategies to grow to 150,000 monthly listeners. This podcast is brought to you by Guerrilla Podcast Syndicate, powered by Kangaroo Fern Media Lab. Kangaroo Fern is Australia's independent video and podcast management agency with the mission to help individuals and entrepreneurs to start their own podcasts and harness the power of podcasting. Book now via www.kangaroofern.com.